Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike and I had both started to develop a good working relationship with Eric and respected him and thought that he was doing good votes. So we did end up reaching out to Eric and he announced his run for vice chair in, was it the end of April, I think. and welcome to another episode of the Fakertarians podcast. I'm your host, John Hudak, along with Jeremy Kantorowitz, Josh Hilditch, the Cosmic Cracker, and Archie Flower. Today we have for you the one, the only, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit. No, I'm just kidding. Clint Russell. How are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm just here to break shit, you know? Yeah, um, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Fred Durst reference. Uh, anyways, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Archie. We have, we have battled eternally. And uh, I'm so grateful to finally get to speak to you. It only feels like an eternity. <laughs> Indeed. Now, as so for Archie, me, we, oh. we, we've never met because for whatever reason, you <clears throat> blocked me on Twitter before I even got to know you. Now, I found that just to be a really reactionary, and yeah, I guess I mean that both ways, reactionary reply to my very existence. I'm not black. I'm not Jewish. Why would you do that? That's a really bizarre statement. Uh, I block I block pretty much anybody that that uh, comes across as, you know, woke as fuck and making that their priority in life. So I I, I have no idea. I don't know who you are. You're an anonymous cracker. So what am I supposed to say? Here? You know, you, you know, Fred. I want to ask you real quick though. You saying that anyone who comes across as quote woke as fuck what does that mean to you so anybody who comes across as a nice decent caring person someone who actually cares about their fellow man someone who's not sitting there jerking off his little frat boy fuck boy wannabe friends is that what being woke is to you fred no no that's not what it means to me no then what does woke mean to you fred <laughs> generally woke means that uh you prioritize uh, racial collectivist issues over liberty more broadly being nice minorities right no so i wanted oh. to before we jump into things i know archie actually <laughs> had something serious to say so i'm gonna let him come <laughs> in for a second all right cool so so uh 
I don't remember exactly when three, four weeks ago, there was this whole thing where you were doxxed and I saw that you had a screenshot of me and you were saying that I was defending you getting doxxed. And I want to just make sure 100% that you understand that I was in no way defending it. What I was doing, if you go back and look at the tweet, is that I was comparing that to the it's just words counter argument that your side so often uses with like memes or jokes or whatever. So I, I understood your, <clears throat> your counter argument. I just don't agree with it. I mean, to, to make it seem as if it's just words when it's, you know, my, my personal address, it's, my family's address, it, it, it takes it to another level that I, I think you would agree is much closer to uh, violating the non-aggression principle than saying, you know, a racial slur or I, something like that. I am by no means down with doxing. Okay. I think yeah, that it can. I, I didn't assume I that you were. I think that it can be viewed as a violation of the NAP in certain circumstances. But you and I right now, we're communicating over this thing called the internet, which is based in computers, which are using ones and zeros. That's all this stream is in, in a fancy way. So that is all that doxing is. It's literally just information. That's what I meant when I said just words. So if if just information can be a violation of the NAP, then my contention would be that certain memes and bullying and harassment and the continual pattern of harassment can certainly cross that line as well. I think if it if it verges into implicit threats, then maybe you're right. But I, I don't think that just more broadly saying mean things on the internet gets anywhere near the same egregious nature of giving someone your private information that includes your location, your physical location. Um, so I don't know. Oh, I agree to disagree, I guess. But I, I, yeah, I wouldn't assume that you actually endorse or support my doxing. I just thought it was a terrible opportunity to try and prove your point about, uh, you know, bad words being a violation of the net. What about a campaign to get someone to kill themselves? Teens have that, done that. They've bullied each other over yeah. the internet. Would that would that be a violation of the nap? I I don't know. I, I mean, certainly it's it's morally rep reprehensible, but I don't know if I would want to like fight the kids. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll have to think about it. Okay. Well, then you have something to think about, and that's all I really wanted to accomplish. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Sounds before good. we jump like into it. things more, I just want to make sure you're not twelve shots in. I'm not. This is all, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot be held responsible for anything I'm doing because I have not consumed that much alcohol yet. Gotcha. So I want to go to a little bit of a quote here and give you a chance at this. So uh, I was on. I mean, you know, I was on with Josh Smith for a little bit, and then I got cancel cultured. But uh, I have a little bit of a quote from you here. Sure. I wanted nothing more than to dunk on John Hudak, that little fucking midget bitch. So I, I wanted to give you your opportunity here. <laughs> Uh, I mean, do we have, do you have a hoop? Can we, can we set it up? Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm, I live near you. We can set it up. Oh, do you play? Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. let's play. I'm down. If you're in Florida, <laughs> let's, I, I'm seriously, I'd, I'd play. I used to play, I played basketball for 15 years, so. Let's I, do it. And, and for the record, I can't dunk. I'm still, no, I, I'm I can't one and I'm, not, I'm white and I can't dunk. I'm not actually, I'm not actually five feet tall or whatever Josh says. I'm like five nine, but I can't dunk. What, why, how is it that you went from being, 
you know, kind of friendly with Josh to be in one of his biggest detractors. I, I mean, even when I was one of his detractors, we were actually still friendly for a while. Like, but right before he started this podcast, I was, uh, I would talk to him in Twitter DMs, like, he said something to me like, uh, don't tell anybody, but still love you, man, even though you piss me, like, piss me off all the time. Sure. I, uh, I congratulated him on, like, his engagement and stuff and getting custody of his daughter and all that. Uh, I think when things really fell out was over the Hotep Jesus stuff, because we were talking about it a little bit behind the mm -hmm. scenes. And I was giving him like a, I was kind of giving him a heads up on all of it, like kind of my thoughts on the whole thing. And he he told me like I had some some stuff for him to go over, and he said he'd read it, and he'd be like, he was like, oh yeah, man, like I don't really know much about this guy. Like if he's saying that kind of stuff, like yeah, I mean, it does seem like there's kind of an issue with him. And then uh, he had he ended up like defending the guy, bringing him on his podcast, and I was trying to I was messaging him about it, and he just stopped responding to me. And I think that's when things kind of went south. But we were we were friends for a while. I mean he. He's been to my apartment. He slept on my couch. Yeah, no, I, I remember you talking about that. It's just sad, you know. It's just sad when when differences of opinion, you know, break up friendships. But I get it. I mean, some sometimes this is. I've already I've already experienced it myself, uh, just in the podcasting world. So it's it's a weird it's a weird time to be alive. I honestly think that there's like a, a tremendous amount of um, like mental health turmoil that's. That everyone's experiencing because of, of lockdowns that has really uh, mm -hmm. added an additional strain to relationships across the board i mean if you have family members that are disowning one another i don't think it's at all surprising that you'll see people with you know varying political affiliations starting to separate further too yeah i mean that wouldn't surprise me i'm sure we have disagreements on the seriousness of covid um i'm not i'm a pro-vaccine anti-mandate kind of person but i could definitely see there being an issue with even people being choosing to being cooped up in their apartments and houses all the time, like it, it does change the dynamics of human interaction of to be stuck behind a screen as opposed to out in public. Of course, it's I mean it's catastrophic to have, especially during your formative years, to not see human faces for the most part unless you're at home with your parents. It's it's a very, very trying time for people. This is why I'm. I mean, honestly, this is probably why I I disagree with you guys about so many things. Is that I think that it is a really um, catastrophic mistake and, and that we're going to be paying a, a huge price for decades if we're lucky enough to get decades. And I just don't understand the, the focus on, I don't know, racial grievance issues that has come from your camp over the past year or two or whatever. I mean, I think racial grievance issues can feed into a lot of important issues. I mean, Look at, I don't know your position on borders, but I see immigration enforcement by the government between massive public works projects like the wall, which they're, I mean, who knows if they're ever going to finish that. Um, but like the police enforcement at the border, stopping peaceful people from crossing the border. I see that as a massive human rights, rights violation. Like if we're talking about vaccine passports, like we already have passports or a thing and those are stopping people from voluntarily interacting with one another. And that's... That seems like a very egregious uh, violation of human liberty right there. And then, I mean, obviously with stuff like with BLM, I thought, and you're going to probably disagree with me here, I thought the libertarian movement missed a gigantic opportunity. Uh, I, I'm not for any property destruction, anything like that. But we had people out in the streets chanting about defunding the police and ending qualified immunity. And I don't think we took advantage of that enough. Oh, I, I agree. But I, I just don't agree that that you could have done outreach in the way 
that Jorgensen's campaign was attempting to do so. I mean, if you're going to utilize, you know, political um, dissidents that don't fit your your exact political outlook, uh, I think it's important that you message to them in a way that is extremely principled to what you actually believe in. And if you make it, if you try and couch it in their language just to appeal to them, but you're I think you're going to be seen through. I mean, especially when you're talking about people that have already been lied to and abused by the government. What they're looking for is truth and sincerity. And I just don't I just don't think that you can do that with a political um, campaign where you go, hey, hey, by the way, we agree that racism is the biggest issue in the country. It's like, well, libertarians, by and large, don't agree with that. And and I just think that that was the mistake. I, I completely agree with you, though, that they should have capitalized on the fact that people were finally willing to rise up and do something about the injustice that exists in this country. And, you know, it's, it goes both ways. There's uh, the other side of it that had they tied their wagon to that and then it become uh, as violent as some of those protests or riots got to become, maybe it would have been a net negative. I don't know, but I think it could have been handled better for sure. I mean, I think you can talk about how racism leads into other issues though. You know, like racism doesn't just exist in a vacuum. I completely agree. I completely agree. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fair. I, I just think we, I don't think, I didn't have a problem with the anti-racist quote. It wasn't even Jorgensen who actually tweeted of that. Of course. Yeah, it was, it was one of the staffers. I think I actually know who it was, but I mean, I think Did you can. Did get fired for it? There was a no whole idea. thing with some people going was, from yeah. Jorgensen I mean, that, to, yeah, that I don't think was it was, mess, I don't but... think it was that person who, uh, Okay. There, I'm thinking of a specific person who went from the Jorgensen team to the Spike team after a bit, and I don't think it was them. But, I mean, I think you can say, like, racism is bad, and then look at how racism manifests itself in the state. I, I, don't, think, I don't think you have to be like, oh, yeah, racism's not an issue, but listen to me on this anyway. I, I think you can kind of tie them both in together. I, I, don't know, I don't know any libertarian that tries to say racism is not, well... Maybe there are, but I don't. I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know any libertarians that say that racism is not an issue. I mean, it's. Are, are you saying Jeremy Kaufman isn't libertarian? Did you just admit that? <laughs> no, I think Jeremy Kaufman's a great libertarian. What did he do that makes you say that? Uh, it's it's one of LPNH's tweets from a while back. What did he say? Which one? It, basically, that um, it's a non-issue. I do, I do recall it, but I don't have the exact quote. I, I don't have it in front name. of me, but that's the I mean, thrust of that tweet. He made that he tweet. It. He posted it. He made a morning. much worse tweet today. Yeah, <laughs> today's was absolutely horrible. I mean, when he's Lay getting the Mises caucus out I'll of Texas to condemn it, that says something. Go ahead and read it, John. Okay. This, this was, uh, I think it was posted around 10 Eastern today, and uh, it got deleted after some backlash. There were actually some Mises caucus people who pushed back on it and i mean i'll give them credit for that i think it was the texas mises caucus account it was, it was. Like, hey, it was this texas is not, this is not good like we shouldn't be saying this but the tweet was and even maj uh tweet maj went at them too like mises caucus <laughs> people were pissed about it um so he said and i don't know for sure that this is kaufman but i know kaufman's very involved in the lpnh page so I, you know i think it i think it was kaufman just given yeah, the, guess, given the, I mean, the air of it but I'm I'm it, yeah he didn't like sign it you know but uh, it says, black people in America get special access to essential drugs, receive special federal funding due to race, and are first in line for every college and every job. America isn't in debt to black people. If anything, it's the other way around. 
Well, I think the the first, I don't know if there's a period in there, but the first part of it, I would probably agree with the second part. I don't agree with at all. I mean, black people are not, I mean, it's collectivist by its, by definition. And I mean, I, I, but I also I wouldn't like say, I wouldn't say that black people are first in line for every job. I mean, there are, there are, oh, of things course, like, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, you're right. Like there are sure. things like affirmative action and stuff like that, but there, there are other, it, that those don't exist in a vacuum either. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I more meant the college uh, admissions stuff. That is certainly true. There is a lot of advantage in, in checking certain boxes. This is why you have so many white people that are, are checking minority boxes and just lying on their college applications because it is it is a real thing where they want to have quotas. Um, I think this is probably why I push back against uh, kind of prioritizing race issues in this country so much is that I think that it creates... Uh, further separation amongst people where they start to one you have you know white people that are now classifying themselves as like distant distant relative uh minority elizabeth because, warren yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah but I is, mean, isn't that tweet like that. causing separation as well i mean what, what do black people like oh america well i don't know if if the, oh, the answer to the it, question is nothing right what say again I said the answer to the question is nothing. I mean, black people don't owe America anything. I would agree. Oh well, okay, well, great. I yeah. I mean, Next I'm, not even, my, I'm not even a nationalist, question. so that's good. Clint, Clint that. let me ask you this. So I, I know you run in the tower gang circles and all of that, and you talk about yeah. messaging. How do you think that those messages uh, that's betrayed through, and I'll be collectivist through the tower gang, since the title itself is collectivist. Through that tower gang, how do you think that ex that affects minorities or trans youth or whoever? Or do you just not give a shit? How do I think tower gang affects minorities and trans? The, the messaging, the messaging that the tower gang uses. The the I would the I would imagine that it doesn't affect them at all. I mean, we're very we're a very small show. <laughs> do you think <laughs> we we have Thank the power to change the dynamic of? trans rights in this country because of our podcast no, no and i'm not saying that at all clint what i'm saying is when you all post those types of messages and you make those sort of tweets even if it's not impacting on some greater scale isn't there some sort of moral part of you that says that's just not funny no i think hmm. that there is a lot of humor to be found in saying things that are inappropriate that's why oh, and I'm i do too show. and i yeah i, I do too don't don't get I'm me not wrong against... my my, my my main influences are Lenny Bruce. You know, you give me some uh, filthy Buddy Hackett. Give me any of that stuff, man. I'm good with it. But the fact of the matter is it all comes down to intent. And it never seems like y'all have a punchline. It seems like your intent is just to be hateful. Well, you're wrong. I mean, if if the if the point of Tower Gang was to be hateful, I wouldn't be involved in it. I, I greatly enjoy pushing the envelope. What we're doing on that show is trying to make each other laugh. And because we're in a group chat together, it requires us to say some really crazy shit to get each other to laugh. Uh, and then we just kind of feed off each other. Uh, I'm sure you guys do it on this show sometimes. So I, I just completely disagree with you that it's that it's mean spirited at all. I mean, we're when you're dropping the N word and giggling like 12 year old kids, it's kind of mean spirited. OK, well, I don't think that Cole's being mean spirited at all when he does that. Uh, but what that's about like my, a... my read of things? What about like yeah, that, that's him? fine. You you know him. You're you're connected with this individual. You know his heart. 
the other people viewing you, the other people coming to your content, they don't know your heart. All they're saying is the N-word and a bunch of giggling like little kids. So what well, about a situation? Maybe. Oh, I'll, let, I'll let you talk before I answer. Yeah, uh, no, I, it's, I, I mean, I, I just disagree with this assessment that, that, one, it comes from a mean-spirited place. Two, that the vast majority of people that tune in and don't know what the hell they're watching, which I think is pretty rare, to be honest. I think most people come because of, uh, the Twitter sphere and and they want to hear us talk shit about what's going on on the internet. Sure. Uh, but I don't think that you have a real casual uh, passerby that would tune in and go, oh my God, I've just, I've just uh, stumbled into a KKK rally. These people are really sincere when they talk about hating. I mean, we don't even talk about hating people. We just use, the, we just use words that you're not allowed to use. Uh, the fact that we're laughing afterwards should be a pretty good sign that we're not serious about any of it so i, I don't no, know because the way the way the laughter comes off to me is that you're giggling at yourselves that you're giggling at the fact that you're dropping the n-word like mommy just left for the day i think cole giggles like that yeah i do yeah, um, who are these people that come to your show to listen to the n-word are they coming from Stormfront or something or i don't know where they come from but i'll I'll get back to you after I check. Yeah, I would imagine not. If you compile a list, that would be fantastic. NewRockwell.com. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Lou probably sends them to you. Seeing as seeing as we're not white nationalists, I think that those people would probably be turned off pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> Are you calling Lou Rockwell a white nationalist? I would. We have that. On, no. We have that on record. I no, think we I'm do. Not <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you there. But yeah. I was gonna ask, like, so I mean, he is, but. So there are like yeah, there are jokes out. and stuff, and I'm I'm cool with offensive humor. Honestly, I grew up on South Park and all that shit. Yeah. Um, what about? Would you say that like calling Ashley Shade a man is is hateful? Uh, is mis? I mean, what's that? What's that called when you don't use something? Or... Yeah, miss. There's another term for it where okay. you refuse to use their pronouns. I don't know. Um, I mean, well, is it hateful? Asshole. Asshole. I think Dead it always. Naming. Yeah, I think it always comes down to intent. Um, I think they have a lot of disagreements with her politically that that make them feel as if they can say things that they probably wouldn't do in a in a more cordial setting. Uh, I don't I don't honestly remember them saying that specifically. So I'm kind of defending something I don't even know that it, it transpired. Uh, do you have a an example? I don't have a timestamp or anything, but I've. I've just well, seen it. I've seen it around. I mean, I can I can look for one for you after the episode. I'm not. Gonna oh no no no! I, I I mean I'm sure I'm sure they've made jokes, but uh, whether or not they actually have any malice towards her, I don't know. And if they do, I think it would have way more to do with uh, what she did. Uh, was she LPMA? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's real. Um, I, honestly, I'm not I'm not deeply involved in the LP, so I I can't I don't even know the backstory as to why mm. like. Uh, your your opening clip where people are all upset with uh, the former chair. I forget his name. I, I forget yeah, his name, Henchman. honestly. Yeah, Henchman. There you go. Uh, perfect name, by the way. I I don't know. I don't know all the backstory on all this stuff. So it's like it's kind of inside baseball, and yeah. I, you know, I just don't know. You're you're better off that way, Clint. You are much better off. I would imagine. Yeah, it seems really exhausting. But I mean, I I feel like I it would be hateful to if you're referring to a trans person you're not you're not like friends with them or something like you're not it's not like you and your buddy who's trans or something joking around and like well, making... i think i think it boils down to whether or not they hate her because she's trans or if they hate her because of things she's done um right a I'm... critique her on things she's done then right but it's i mean it's like the same thing you guys are doing you you don't 
some of you don't like me, so you've tried to bring up Stormfront and a whole bunch of shit that I would find completely reprehensible. They're just jokes. Exactly. That was a joke, man. Come on, lighten up. Crack a smile. No. That's my that's my that's my whole point. Put a smile on. Turn that frown upside down. That's why I'm not upset about it, because I understand what you're doing. Would you like a hug? That's my whole point. So you you would say that would people would tower gang type of people would they only misgender someone as a joke or would it be out of hatred? You don't think they like if they I don't think I don't think it would be out of hatred personally, but you know I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't misgender someone out of hatred for sure. Um, If I were to do it, it would be because I don't like them as a person. But kind of the same thing though i mean when you go to that (laughs) length it'd it'd be like calling somebody fat or calling somebody baldy i mean any way you go if that's the route you take then that's childish it's low it's low bro absolutely but i mean the the premise of the show is is kind of childish high school banter and humor and yeah i i'd give it college i'd say it's more like if I were going to well, rank thanks. humor on your show, it's more like it, it's more like college uh, of a frat that's been suspended. That would be the way I would look at it. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that we are a, a fraternity that has been suspended. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, do you have any involvement in the LP? I'm just I'm curious. Uh, just recent, uh, I just signed up to be in LP uh, or Mises Caucus, Florida. Um, I just moved, you know, so yeah, I, I, no, I, I wasn't heard about that through the grapevine, but, but prior, not trying to dox you. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, that already happened prior, prior to that. No, I was not involved at all. Um, and then I've been reached out to, to, to basically tour to the state conventions and, and give some live speeches to rile up the troops. So, um, that's that's the extent of my involvement. No, I have not been. I'm not like a lifer or anything like that. I've just kind of been in the periphery as a you know big Ron Paul convert from way back. I actually was. What do you? It or not. Yeah. What do you think the purpose of a political party is? Uh, I think it has multiple purposes. Personally, um, I think that if you are in the duopoly, uh, your your point of a political party would be to wield the power of the state. Um, as a ANCAP, I'm not tremendously interested in doing that, except for in the case of self-defense. So I would prefer uh, for the Libertarian Party to be a a platform for messaging and waking people up. Uh, That's that's my belief as to its value until it becomes a viable, you know, electable position to run on. But it's not. Okay, electable. Electable means getting votes, right? Correct. Enough votes. So when I, you know, go after someone in the party for a racist tweet, it's because I'm also going to be knocking on doors this summer trying to get votes. And if I'm knocking on a door this summer and someone brings up that LPNH tweet and they haven't been disaffiliated, you know, what am oh, I supposed to say? They're, they're you just... want them disaffiliated for that? Yes, I, I mean, do. It's a, it's a history wow. of conduct. It's not just one. It's yes, because other. there's a, a full history of conduct. And I think that's the only legitimate remedy at this time. And it's a civil war within the party that I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Heist puts it that way as well. So it's not like this is just my idea. And well, it's it said it's said that it's gotten to this point, but uh, personally, no, and, I would not want them disaffiliated for that. 
And so here's my point is if I want to get votes as a libertarian, libertarian messaging has to mean something. There has to be a, a, a brand to the marketing that we actually can get votes with. Otherwise, why are we in a party at all? Right. So I mean, when he... I go after, you know, what you're calling woke stuff, it's not because I think it's the biggest issue within society at large. I don't think racism or bigotry is the biggest issue in society at large. Archie, but it's a huge, but it's awesome. a huge issue within the party. You think? You think it's a yes? Huge issue? I think yes, especially with the it's, history there. It's it's a huge issue, and it's only getting worse right now. Well, why why is it a huge issue within the party that you think that we have uh, we have a real racist heritage? Is that your point? Because of podcasts exactly like yours joking about the N word. You think that that's that's enough to make us? No, I mean uh, there's. It's I would. It's not just Tower Gang. There's there's A podcast, B podcast, C podcast, one hundred and twenty billion podcast, all with the same stupid frat bro messaging. Well, that's. I don't oh, think the N-word. Haha, ha, I can say the N-word. Uh, well, you know what? It's called hyperbole, my friend. I mean, most of the people on Tower Gang aren't even like LP, so I, I just think that this is... But they are associated with the movement. That's the whole thing. Like, if if a presidential candidate or, or ostensible presidential candidate goes on a podcast and yeah. jokes around with that podcast, that sends a message. If... If everyone's watching it, sure, I guess it could send a message. If it was okay, well, experience, no, 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 it's, it's like if it's, someone, it's, I'm going to cut in for one second, RT. It's like that dude that was betraying the doctor who wanted to kill all the black people, and oh, I was using a character, oh, yeah. therefore it becomes okay. That's kind of the path you're going down right now, Quinn. I don't name, think Alex? that that's. No. I don't. I, I don't remember. know what. You, I don't know what that reference. It was, was a. I it was on what... Daily Showa. He was on the yeah, Daily Showa. Yeah, he Show was up. on. He was on some white nationalist thing. He was a. The... He was a paramedic or something like that in yep. maybe somewhere like Tennessee, something like that. And he, okay. uh, he would do a character on the show, but he would talk about how much he enjoyed. Like, he had a character that was also a paramedic, and he would talk about how much he enjoyed like putting needles into black kids and stuff like that. And he ended he ended up okay. getting fired, but. Okay. And that's like Tower Gang how? I'm sorry, I'm missing it. I'm saying it's like Tower Gang because even though your defense continues to be, ah, oh, nobody's listening, nobody's listening. But you know what? What if one or two people are listening? It's one or two new people are listening. And they go, you know what? These guys are right. The N-word is funny. And then where do they go? They start taking that into higher places. And the more places, nice to see you laughing, man. That's cool. I mean, maybe you don't think you have that much power, but no, like I don't. You said, you're you're libertarian <laughs> but, but, adjacent. When Josh Smith came on your show, he should have been censured immediately and ousted from the party. Okay. I wanted to chime in a little bit more with beyond just the <laughs> podcast aspect. I mean, like, there is a history in the liberty movement of first of all, people being accused of being racist, and you can say that's you can say they're being wrongfully accused, but there is that persona or reputation out there. And then there are things like- It's propagated more aggressively by anybody on, no, in, the, in the movement by y'all. Exactly, I mean, you... for a reason. Okay. I'm gonna get to it. There were things like the Ron Paul newsletters. There were things like Lou Rockwell publishing a bunch of racist stuff. Hans Hermann Hoppe inviting 
white nationalists to give speeches about race relations, Hans-Hermann Hoppe writing a foreword for Chase Rachel's uh, white right and libertarian group. There's been all these people from the libertarian movement who have gone into the alt-right, whether it be Cantwell, Invictus, all those guys. So there, there is, there's some kind of libertarian to alt-right pipeline out there, whether you disagree on the scope of it or not. There is an idea that that pipeline's out there. I mean, there's, I mean, but there's, there's a political pipeline that goes all directions. I mean, it's like you have people that have gone libertarian to communists. You have people that have gone libertarian to uh, white nationalists and fascists and every other thing. So I just uh, right, to, but... to portray it as if this is like a a problem with the messaging of people that are good libertarians today, I think is is nonsensical. If you think that people seeing us joke inappropriately on Tower Gang is going to propel them into white nationalism, I think that you should listen to the show a little bit longer or or go and listen to our more serious platforms like Liberty Lockdown or the Naturalist Capitalist. Like we're we're extremely not racist people. So it the fact that we joke about it, I don't think is going to be appealing in the long term to anybody who is actually and genuinely racist. I wouldn't say that it's going to convert someone to racism or something like that. I think that it could attract people who are racist and actually mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff and kind of bring them. Would that would that be so bad? I mean, would that if, be so bad if, if, they're, they're, if, they, if they don't if they shed come their in racism? And they listen to yeah. If, if, they're, if they're coming into the liberty movement and they keep that racism with them and support things like unleashing the cops or keeping the Mexicans out, I mean, I, I do think that's an issue. And I'm, I'm a radical libertarian myself. I'm, I've been in ANCAP since like 2011. Like I, I do believe in libertarian principles and I think you're bringing in people that are watering, not you specifically, but I think we're bringing in people that are really watering down those principles on things like immigration and cops and all that. Well, the the immigration one's a challenging one, and I did you watch the debate between Dave and Spike? I did. What did you think of it? I I sided with Spike there for sure. Well, I, of course you sided with him, but I mean, do you not think that there's some merit to the arguments on both sides no, there? I, I, no, I don't think there's merit to the argument. <laughs> None. I, just no. like I don't think while the government exists, there's merit to limiting the amount of children that someone can have because of the welfare state or because there's public schools and public roads. Like I don't. I think it, it seems very convoluted kind of mental gymnastics. I've kind of always thought that about the Hoppian position, which is where they, uh, I've always thought that they kind of arrived at the position before the reasoning and then kind of came up with something to justify it later. Yep. yep. Well, uh, we'll, we'll agree to disagree there. I think that the, the, you know, the fact that we don't have private property rights that, um, yes, I would agree that borders do suck. However, uh, I think that the, uh, you know, until you until you get to a point of having property rights that are acknowledged and honored by the state, I think that there is a compelling ar- argument to be had that you probably can't have uh, anybody who wants to enter enter if you're going to have welfare and social security and all these other programs that are basically like we live in a collectivized society Should right now. Should you be now. able to have as many kids as you want? Because that's the same thing. There's people entering the society, whether they're coming through the borders or they're being born. I mean, that's more yes, of people course, being I think added. you should be able to have as many but, kids as you want yeah but w- then what's the difference in your mind what's what's the difference in my mind between having children as a citizen of this country and and yeah, allowing this is just a anyone to enter? term i mean it's the what's same that? it's the same concept of adding another person it's the same concept as adding another person well it i mean but it has to do with 
actually allowing people to enter. I, you guys are going down the line of saying that all borders are imaginary and that that's a status paradigm, correct? I mean, correct. The, the current borders, absolutely. If we're talking about someone's actual property, sure, that's that's not imaginary. Well, that's that's the whole point is that you still end up violating people's property rights potentially if you just have well, if you if you, if you allow go on their if you allow hundreds of thousands of people to what's that? If you like allow people to go on people's lawns or something like that, like yeah. But if you yeah, but we don't have can... enforcement. We don't have enforcement of the of property rights in this country as it stands today. So it gets it like you're you're making it seem as if it's something that's that's really clean. When either way, I think the whole point that Dave's making is that there is not a purely libertarian argument to be had because if you're going to have a minarchist state that only defends property rights, they don't do that right now. I mean, they're okay, not so, they're not doing it, especially so in Texas. They're not doing it. So open the borders and don't let people on people's lawns. It seems problem solved. And what if you have a kid, Clint? Well, that's still a status. My lawn. That kid comes onto my lawn, man. My 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 property's been violated. I'm sorry. Say again. I said, what if you have a kid and that kid comes onto my lawn? I didn't want you having that kid, but you had what seven of them, and all of a sudden those kids are crawling all over my lawn. Now what? My property rights aren't being taken care of. Well, that's that would be correct. That you do have a right to keep people off your property. So, should I shoot them? But why does it matter if someone's like a citizen versus? Yeah, someone, that's what so, I someone. Understand. Let's say someone's born on the other side of the Mexican border. What's well, the it, difference? It's between... it's an it's an obvious difference in that you have adults that have you know capacity to make choices for themselves, whereas kids don't. We're not going to get into that argument, I hope. Uh, and then you also have. The I'm not Jeremy Kaufman now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you have you have the the potential for essentially invasions. You have hundreds of thousands of people that are that are migrating into a single state month after month. I mean, you But didn't didn't you just move from a state? Yeah. So what Ooh. is that okay? That's crossing a yeah, a state border. Sure, showing your papers. I, I John did didn't give you papers, permission to John didn't give you permission to to to, to drive down his roads. So I, yeah. I missed something. Who's going to invade who? Apparently, the Mexicans are invading us all now. What about what about someone from Great Britain, Clint? Can I come on your lawn? Uh, if I invite you, not you, no. Oh, <laughs> ouch! That really. What if I bring beer? Uh, we could talk then. <laughs> we can talk on the lawn, right? As long as you. Hey, he's thinking too, about it. He's thinking about it. Too go crazy, on. yeah. As long yeah. as it's twelve shots. <laughs> I'll bring the finest Scottish whiskey. You'll love it. I don't want to go 12 shots deep. Anyways. 12 shots in and all the Mexicans are able to come over the border. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you honestly think that it, it would be okay to just have open borders in this current paradigm where anybody Absolutely. that wants to come in? Really? 100%. So with the, the, fact, the fact that we've destroyed all these countries and you do obviously have a legitimate terrorist threat that you would just say, hey, anybody, anybody from war-torn Syria, Afghanistan, if you can get a flight here, fuck it. Come on People in. already can get in. I mean, it yeah, and so that, that's that's going to cause terrorism. What about the Oath Keepers, then, man? I mean, you're just going down all these weird little roads. What about the Oath Keepers? <laughs> what? Yeah, you're talking about terrorism. The Oath Keepers are right here. I mean, look at what they just did. I don't even know who. I don't even know who the Oath Keepers. He's are talking right. about uh, you know that Stuart Rhodes guy who just got charged for uh, January sixth insurrection. Yeah. What oh, I'm yeah, saying yeah. is that he's there the, there uh, are plenty. The the argument um, that people you're, you're arguing that January sixth was terrorism. Yeah, I kind of am. That's that's a well. Bizarre, you don't think so? You don't know what I think is bizarre is that. You, what do you think it was then? I think it was a riot. Okay, yeah, it was a riot with the purpose of overthrowing the U.S. government. 
That's I just don't think that's at all attached to reality of what those people were actually calling for for the most part. So, well, so they were, well I mean, were, they were calling for the installment like, of a of a dictator because they were sadly yeah. lost. Well, so what you're, you're saying is my argument doesn't hold weight with that, just like your argument doesn't hold weight with all of a sudden all the Mexicans are going to be terrorists. I mean, you're saying the exact same thing, only I didn't worse. say Mexicans would be terrorists at all. No, you didn't. You said people coming over the borders <laughs> would be terrorists. I said, with the war on terror, do you think it would be safe to open the borders entirely? Yeah. Okay. So well, I, 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 I would. Yeah, I would settle. I would settle for an Ellis Island. I would settle for an Ellis Island kind of system. Okay. Well, that's Dude. not that's not purely open borders. So there is arguments to be had, is what I'm saying. I mean, that's defined as open borders by a lot of people, at the least. It's not like anything like what we have now, or it's not the Hoppian system. I, I mean, if I it's agree. Like... What what we have now is is basically a hybrid worst of both worlds option we have uh, allegedly closed borders that are that are wide open it's it's a disaster uh but i think that there's a reason for debate on this topic that, that like i think most of us do have a similar end goal in mind however we're so far away from that it's i honestly i think it's a complete waste of time for us to be arguing over it but um for the sake of your show i'm happy to do so i just it's not my priority because we're dealing with essentially totalitarianism would you be, would you be okay with a let's say peaceful person from mexico background check and everything uh disease check would you be okay with them coming to the country uh, yeah personally yes and and without the disease check too i'd be fine with that no that's fair then so clint do you actually think that the current border controls are stopping terrorists I don't think that they're stopping them on an individual level, but in aggregate, I think there's there could be an argument to be had. I, there's no way I could prove it. I mean, it'd be like arguing that the uh, TSA or the NSA has stopped terrorism in this country. But if if you guys are going to make the argument that that January sixth was a terrorist incursion, I, it's I, mean, I, I don't I'm think honestly anything successful or anything close to it. it well, was, I just, it just even even trying to even to believe that it was an attempted coup is is just so like. You honestly think that those people... I think people it was in the minds the... of some people. And yeah, I, I don't think the they mind, had any chance the... of pulling it off. I think there no, were some, but... some idiots that were like, oh yeah, yeah well, we're going to take I'm, the capital. I'm glad to hear that you believe that, that they, they didn't have a chance of prevailing. No, uh, that's, that's no I will good. agree with that too. I, I will definitely agree with that as well. They, I, I'm not they, they absolutely had, had no shot. They, okay. they would not well, have we, had we a realistic shot. We something we agree on when it comes to January 6th. No. But <laughs> I, I, there were people there that were chanting about hanging Mike Pence, and there were people threatening Pelosi's life, and had certain things gone just a little bit differently, they might have been. And so that, you know, I'm not saying it should be blown out of proportion, and I'm not well, saying we should here. worship yeah. the halls of Congress like no. a lot of people on the left do. Great. But at the same time, it shouldn't be dismissed as a complete nothing burger. There there was something there. It was fomented on purpose. And to just dismiss that out of hand is to bury your head in the sand. I, I think that the, the reason that people want to dismiss it is because so much of the violence from the left was dismissed over that same exact year. Um, so a lot of people feel as if there's a disproportionate response and i can't help but agree with them there has been i mean the the fact that they're okay. labeling these people terrorists and putting them in prison without trial i, I yeah, think I it's, it's but reasonable if, for us to to speak about that and say that that's fucking insane but here's the thing like 
a lot of what I see from your side of the quote unquote liberty movement, which is disintegrating as we speak, is simply push back against the left. Like if the left were to say the sky is blue, you would say it must be green. That's how it how it looks from where I sit. And yeah. it's just raw contrarianism to just contradict the other person. Yeah, well, I, I would say that you're, you are pretty symbolic of the reactionary side of the LP or the libertarian movement or the liberty movement or whatever that, that is contrarian just to be contrary when it comes to anything that we do or say. I mean, the fact that you capitalized on the fact when I, or when I was doxxed to try and make an argument about it just being words, it's like these are, these are reactionary, tribalistic, you know, war footing type things that you're doing too. So I, I don't I don't have any interest in in uh, in going down this path with you guys where it's like it's like uh, you know you're my enemies. I, I've never felt that way. I've even said as much. Um, you wouldn't let me on your lawn though. <laughs> it was a joke, but yeah, I don't know you, so no, I wouldn't let if, you on my if, lawn. If we're not enemies, let me on your lawn. Let's have a barbecue. We we might. You'd have to not be you anonymous, keep and I'd have to you know. Keep it like 50, 50, so I don't you know you. Fuck off. I don't know you. But you can get to know me on your lawn. <laughs> I'm a really nice guy. I like you. Might really be. Good bit. You yeah. might be. I don't Do you know. Want to invite me on your lawn. Uh, no, I'll let's let's talk a little bit further first. A, okay. <laughs> Clint, I want to throw this out there to you, man. I want to say I'm very sorry about you getting doxxed. Uh, I kind of peripherally oh, watch that play out what what i normally do is i jump on twitter i say a few rude things and then i get back off it's just kind of a way to let off some steam and i agree with you i don't want to be enemies with people as people that is not something i look for and i was doxxed myself some years back by a member of the proud boys and it's it's kind of terrifying it's absolutely terrifying yeah, it so yeah man so i kind of know what you went through there and I'm, I'm really sorry that happened to you and i want you to know did you get doxxed on christmas tonight, too no, it was not Christmas. I didn't have that sort of a present. Thank God. It was. I remember it was. It was the. It was like late morning, and I was sitting at my office, and I had an unread message over in the spam folder of, of Messenger at the time. I opened it, and it's this proud boy giving my name, location, where I work, yeah. all kinds of stuff, and then yeah, it's it's know. awful, man. I don't. I don't understand why people take it to that to that I, level. I, but... I get docs like every month, but it's like some guy in Nevada is like, "Oh, I've got your address." Okay, well, if you want to fly to fucking Heathrow and come and get me, go ahead. <laughs> your address is just public record at this point. Josh. <laughs> Literally, it fucking is. Like these days, I, when someone goes, "I'm going to dox you," I just give them my address. <laughs> I think. I think that your your point about us being re reactionary towards the left is is largely a product of the fact that all of the major institutions are controlled by the left at this point. Uh, do you disagree with that? I would definitely say that I would definitely say that uh, society has a lot of its institutions under control by the left. But there's there's still, you know, and and we have to remember left and right right now um according to quote unquote mainstream American politics are really both super authoritarian. So we're really talking rather than left per se, we're really talking right. um, top versus bottom uh, blue versus red. 
It's more and, like um, light authoritarianism versus heavy-handed authoritarianism is what we have. We don't really have a left in this country. Well, I mean, I would I would consider myself more left if all is said and done. But here's the thing, Clint. I've been, and this is kind of a point I like to make, and, and this kind of comes from the heart and everything. I've been around this movement a long, long time. This isn't something that I suddenly just stumbled into. We're going back to the early 2000s when at the radio station I was running at, I did a series interviewing Michael Badnarik when he was running for uh, LP president at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not a newcomer to this. I don't come in from a right wing or a left wing perspective. In fact, in those days, I was listening to so much Alex Jones, my head should have exploded. But, you know, he always had that tagline in those days I really liked. It's, it's not left or right. And that's always how I've looked at it. So it's interesting to me to see how what Archie's talking about here. I kind of watched this play out. And my big thing is confusion. My thing is, how did this happen? I don't and I can tell you how it happened. It happened with the brutalist split. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a historian when it comes with all of these things because I've watched it. I've been there. I've been to Port Fest. I've done all that kind of stuff over the years. Uh, and so it really happened there. And, and, and I think that's been the biggest problem within libertarianism is this left-right divide and, and righties calling lefties lefties and lefties calling righties righties. We've completely misuse the terms I, I know we used to always as libertarians be against the communists but now it seems like anyone who is of any sort of a left-wing slant is suddenly just an all-out freaking commie and you know wanting to march for trotsky or something and so there's yeah. this extremist view on both sides and that's just not helpful to anybody well i i don't actually disagree that it is it is not helpful to label anyone that has more left-leaning left-leaning social views as a commie or you know uh well, revving up the revving up the helicopter i, I mean i i will you. say though i think that there is there is a problem with there being a predominance of wokeness when it comes to left libertarians so that's that's a collectivist assessment it's a broad statement i'm not saying that all obviously um i get along with many people that are more left-leaning libertarians and i i think that i am probably more socially liberal than uh, a lot of the hoppian types i mean uh, undoubtedly i am uh, these people <laughs> right. are are ver you know many of them are basically like bible thumpers at this point so uh, mm -hmm. i am i definitely which have is also really weird opinion. to me go ahead uh, i mean I, I agree it's weird but what what else about it that's all I was going to say. I find that weird as heck, all the Bible thumping. Like, that's relatively new. I mean, you always had that kind of in the underground with Gary North, uh, kind of the woodsy and Catholicism, but it wasn't really talked about. That was kind of like yeah. kept in their little groups and clubs. And then suddenly it all kind of rose out, and you can kind of see that's where so many of these libertarian views are coming from. They're not coming from libertarianism. They're coming from personal preferences of religion, uh, yeah. society, society, who your neighbor is, that sort of thing. So I argue that while so many are on the right, so to speak, are calling themselves like pure libertarianism, I think they have more of that so-called wokeness in them than a lot on the so-called left do. Could we have a woke party on your lawn? <laughs> uh, I'll bring the weed. I'll try. I'll try not to get distracted by the the lawn comments. I, I think. I think that there's a natural outgrowth or um, increase in kind of religiosity across across the country right now because you have institutions that are are crumbling. The state is crumbling, and people are are seeking answers. And and historically, that's what people do during trying times. They kind of 
have a, a reemergence of kind of religious fervor. Uh, so I think it's it's natural. I'm, I'm not even like trying to fight it per se. I'm just saying that yeah. I do I do find it surprising. You know, it's like uh, not yes. not surprising in that it's arising, but it's surprising that it's it's happening within the libertarian movement as as significantly right. as it seems to. Um, but I, you know, I'm not. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being religious either. Like I'm totally fine with that. I just think that once you Same. get into a point of of inf- having state enforced. Uh, religious beliefs you get into really dangerous territory and and i i hope that we can keep those those beliefs separate and keep people as being good libertarians the separation well. of church and state basically is what you're saying well yeah i mean i yeah, would yeah. like to see the, that's, the that's demolition reasonable. of the state so I, well no i understand what you're saying yeah. but if, if you had a state you would prefer that the of course you know, yeah of course yeah no i agree and, and, and clint you know that there are some and, and this is where a lot of my problems is i mentioned gary north a minute ago you know that's his idea of libertarianism is to replace the state with some sort of a christendom and return right. to the you know biblical law whatever that might be so i find people like that inherently dangerous when they're seen as liberty keepers when in fact it's anything but what the end goal and end game is i don't know his belief system well enough to argue it uh, but i i would tend to agree that yeah I, i'm not interested in replacing um the state with some sort of christian monarch or anything like that so the queen <laughs> yeah no i would not want a queen Are you sure <laughs> only if don't, I'm don't the be queen. sexist i only want a king come on <laughs> 1776 was a mistake, maybe? Yeah, can I swing it over to my side? A mistake, interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, we... I, I, we don't, tre- I don't mean that literally, but yeah. No, but I, I think there, there is a fair argument to be had that we were treated much better uh, than we are from the American government Let me today. just notify Lizzie now. She's going to be really impressed by you. <laughs> All right, I wanted to touch on one other thing. What's your... Are you familiar with the whole, because uh, it's been coming up a lot over the last few months, the whole Rothbard Unleash the Cops thing from that uh, right-wing populism article? What are your yeah, thoughts actually, on that? I was on, I was on part of the problem with Dave. Uh, okay, like so a, the whole thing about... After he, he brought it up, so yeah. Yeah, I thought I remember that. Yeah. I, I keep up on the stuff a little bit, but... <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I, I think that this is this is all part of the same argument that's being had when it comes to the open borders versus uh limited immigration crowd um you you basically have this paradigm where you're like you have the anarchist versus the minarchist response and and i think that rothbard was arguing that if you're going to have a state-run police force which is obviously a statist answer and not what our preference is to begin with but if you're going to have it you have to have them be liable when they violate people's rights. And if they are liable, then unleashing them to defend property rights is probably the more libertarian answer under a status paradigm. So it's a, it's a very nuanced argument, but I completely understand why people's knee-jerk reaction to it is to say, well, that's awful. You well, know, part of, and, it, was, uh, part of it was doling out instant punishment. I mean, do we want, even, even like a, a private situation, I wouldn't want, even if, no. They technically could be held liable, and who knows how that would work because cops aren't held liable, and who knows what the evidentiary standard for that would be. Do we re- really want cops going around, and let's say there's like someone who's accused of robbing someone, do we really want cops going around beating the shit out of that person, even if they might be held liable if it's found they didn't rob them? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because I don't think that you can trust the state to hold itself liable. If you could, that could potentially be an okay answer. But this is a hypothetical that I think is detached from reality. I don't think that you could actually get the state to hold their foot soldiers liable. So 
Um, I'm not I'm not like a firm believer in Rothbard's position here, but I think that it's it's a reasonable question to ask, especially when you have property rights that are being violated. Like, do you want do you want the police to enforce them? You know, as as a libertarian who believes that I would like this the police to be privatized, if they are not privatized, do I still want them to defend my property rights? Uh, well, I mean, some libertarians would say no. And there's a difference know. between enforcing, like arresting someone for robbing someone and beating the shit out of that person for robbing someone. You know what I mean? There's there's two different things I, there. I honestly have not read where he said beat the shit out of them. I mean, unleash the cops to dole out instant punishment doesn't sound like it's... arrest them. Because well, that would, we already mean... have cops who arrest people. Doesn't he reference the bums and the drug addicts or something that's like the, that? Yeah, in that's there? the next the next number yep. in that article. Yeah, and does. see, it's it, it's that it's it's the vagrants. Yeah, it's it's that intermixing of 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 social desires with unleashing the cops that I think is really unsettling about that whole passage. Well, I mean, if you're unsettled by it, that's totally fine. I I. I it also makes me uncomfortable to talk about unleashing the cops. I mean, it it is a sure. it is at first glance. I think it is completely proper for any libertarian to go. Uh, excuse me, you know what? What? Uh, but yeah. out of respect for Rothbard, I think it's also reasonable to listen to his entire ideas and make sure that you take it within context. And I think that there are there are compelling arguments to be had that if you're in a status paradigm and you can make them liable that you might want them enforcing the whole the whole debate was about Dave wanting to take his daughter to a park and there being homeless drug addicts that are strewn about and it's like yeah i think that's a that is a fair position for a libertarian to take to say yes i do not want them i do not want drug addicts in a park that is intended for children now is could it you, status could, could yes you unleash them off the side of hoover dam <laughs> i was going to say um there's a, like I said, there's a difference between unleashing them and just having them like arrest someone who's breaking the law. Like I, I don't think those are the same thing. I mean, you get into a semantics argument. I I don't know what he meant specifically instant by unleashing punishment. them. What is what could instant punishment mean? And it, I mean, that's not arresting them. Because I mean, cops already have the right for instant punishment if they see someone that's committing a violent crime. They have the capacity to use lethal force. So it's like right, but that's not punishment. That's stopping them from doing something. And that was already a thing. So if he's if it's already a thing, he's not calling for something new by saying that. And he's clearly calling for something new by saying that in that passage. Well, I'm not sure that's the case. I mean, he's saying that he wants them unleashed, which is implying that, that they're, they're... not leashed. That means they're leashed right now. Right. But you're, you're jumping to the conclusion that he means beat the shit out of them instant as opposed... Punishment. Well, that that's what you're reading that as. I don't do know you that think he instant means... punishment is? Right now we have a system Remove... where forcibly removing them could be that they weren't doing it and he's calling for them to do it the same thing said, that dave is is arguing for like in the criminal section he said for the instant punishment thing he said like thieves or muggers what what's instant punishment because punishment is usually doled out right now in the in the prison system which i have my own issues with but that's like that's what what would instant punishment be besides some lethal or not lethal force but beating them up like there was that Lou Rockwell op-ed from the LA Times around the Rodney King riots in 1991 where he makes that quip at the end about how uh I'm gonna I'm gonna misquote it here but he's saying something like he's seeing a problem with uh or he kind of wants to ban video cam video cameras because he's saying that uh cops used to be able to beat beat up street criminals and now they can't because everyone can see it with the video cameras and how that has an makes 
an incentive to uh, commit more crimes or something like that. And they wouldn't be, like, there, would, there was an incentive before, or a disincentive to commit crimes before because cops would just beat you up and it wouldn't be on video. But now that it's on video, there's a, there's a problem there. So it kind of jives with that whole, with that whole thing because Rockwell and Rothbard were working together at the time. And both of these articles came out around the same time. It was both early 90s. So I imagine they were kind of fused together like that. I, I really couldn't say, um, you know, I didn't read it that way. I don't read Unleash the Cops as I, I, I read it personally as you're unleashing them to enforce these laws. Now, there's a very legitimate libertarian argument that you don't want them unleashed to enforce these laws. And I think that that would be a reasonable uh, position to take. But I do. I personally don't read it as he wants them to go in there with batons and, you know, beat up the homeless or the drug addicts. It's like. I think that it, he was probably dealing with a similar um, hypothetical that we're dealing with now, where you have people who are strewn about, drug-addled, and also robbing uh, stores throughout California and San Francisco in particular, where they're not enforcing property rights. And, and I think that that is, again, kind of the worst of both worlds, where you have a monopoly on defense with the police, but then you do not have them enforcing the laws that we do agree with, which is defending people and their property. Um, so it's like we're in the worst possible situation. And I just I, do, I personally don't see much value in in arguing or defending Rothbard's position when it comes down to what we're actually up against, which is the I, I worst you, of both you're, you're worlds. You're kind of watering down the word unleashed there. I mean, they're not unleashing the cops to go buy people sandwiches and tell them they've lost weight, are they? Well, no, be I want to read that. the I, I'm going to read yeah. the entire quote here real quick. Number five of his points take uh, back the the streets yeah that one get rid of the bums okay again do the the violent criminals one because that's kind of what we're talking about and then we'll move on from this because we're just going to go in circles about this for like forever but yeah exactly like to so you're 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 talking about this and by this i mean of course not white collar criminals or inside traders but violent street criminals robbers muggers rapists murderers cops must be unleashed and allowed to administer instant punishment subject of course to liability when they are in error my reason for bringing the uh, the other above is since it leads right into it yeah i mean what he says is again unleash the cops to clear the streets of bums and vagrants where will they go who cares? Hopefully they will disappear. Move from the ranks of the petted and cosseted bum class to the ranks of the productive members of society. At worst, it's an incredibly hateful statement. At best, it's just very ignorant on Mr. Rothbard's part. Well, I, I don't think highly enough of myself to call Rothbard ignorant. He could be wrong here, um, but I don't know. I think I've already explained my position yeah, on it. We would go in circles if we kept going on this. So. <laughs> Yeah, I and and I like as you I have, said, you definitely have. I just wanted to read that. I'm not asking for anything from you, Clint. Yeah, and I'm, as I've said, I think it's totally reasonable for you guys to. Gentlemen, I am having crazy, crazy technical difficulties over on this end. I am going to bail. Good night, Clint. Thank you so much. It was very nice meeting you. Hopefully, you, you too, will man. unblock me, and maybe we can have some better discourse. Sounds good, man. I'll do that. All right. So, do we have anything else we want to touch on before we wrap up tonight, Clint? You can chime in too. Yeah, I mean, um, I just think that there's there's been this, uh, and I call me completely naive to think that there's a capacity for peacemaking here, um, but I think that you guys are are convinced that there is a lot of malice and and mean spiritedness and uh, I don't know, like v- verging on evil that comes from quote unquote my camp. Like 
I'm able to look at your camp and say, I disagree with these people, but I see that I, in my belief, you guys are coming from a good place. And, and I just don't understand why it's so hard for you to see that from our side. So if you could explain that to me, is it, is it simply the language we use that, you that makes the, it? remember uh, the anti-trans tweet where they were being hanged and it was was were over this yes. last summer? Yes. That's why we think that. Not of you per se, but of your camp. Because every time we say that's inappropriate, oh, it was just a joke. Oh, they shouldn't take it so hard. Oh, why are you prioritizing trans rights over other things? If we agree about these other things, we should be able to just work together. Well, transgender people are people. And they have just as much bodily autonomy as you and I do. And sure. that's the whole ball of wax is bodily autonomy, isn't it? Because that talk, that speaks to self-ownership, that speaks to consent or not consent, that speaks to every other human right. So when transgender rights are attacked, you are literally attacking all of human rights. Are they attacked by, by yeah, libertarians? We, I, by, by people who claim that title, sure. When, when well, the explain, meme is... Explain how their rights have been attacked, because if, that, if that's the case, I'd like to, to disagree with them. By, de by dehumanizing them as if they don't belong to the human race at all. Well, by delegitimizing their, their, I, I, I think this is the pro this is the, this is the problem is that you, you read in edgy and appropriate humor as actually thinking that's that not edgy or inappropriate rights. humor. That's not a joke. Yeah, it's, it's literal joke. harassment. It's, no it's just yeah. being an I mean, also. It was directed it's at just a trans person. I, I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear here. Wasn't. Yeah, it was actually, we know, we know the person it was directed at. Okay. I didn't know if, that. If that kind of meme where where uh, someone is being hanged was directed at someone you cared about, would you really think, oh, they must have just been joking? I mean, it's context, man. If you if you think that they're joking, then they're then they're joking. And if you think that they're not, then they're not. And you guys obviously think that they're not. Um, I don't think that they seriously wish ill will towards trans people, and I do think that they would respect their rights now they may disagree with their lifestyle i mean this this is their that's their purview not mine um so i won't i won't assume how they feel about it but i just don't i just don't agree with you guys that that there is a an actual hatred or a willingness to get rid of their their rights like that that's Depicting it, someone it, it always being hung is not hatred well really there's there's Humor that's intended. Whether humor or not and hanging lands. someone. You're gonna have to yeah. go through that one with me, mate. So there's there's jokes about the Holocaust, man. I mean, there there is humor that can be uh, typically from the far attempted. right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, there can be humor no, I mean, that's there, attempted there with any humor. topic. Like I get that, but yeah. that that it seems again like uh, the guy we had on before was talking about. I think intent is kind of the where it comes down in terms of whether it's a problem or not. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, if, if, but I can't, I can't know everybody's intent that's making these jokes. And I, I read them as jokes. You guys read them as serious affronts to these people's rights. I just think that there's the truth is probably somewhere in between. Um, and I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, I just don't think that there's, there's this real 
drive within the liberty movement to like otherize trans people in a way that takes their rights away. I mean, it's right wing humor is punched down. Well, what if someone what, what if someone depicted hanging me on your lawn? What would you think? <laughs> I think it's I, after this, I think it's pretty funny because I wouldn't understand that it's an attempted at humor. I mean, it's contextual. Like this, it always requires context. And um, I don't honestly, I can't. I I remember the meme. I do not remember the lead up to it or like. I think I we can all agree know. it's in poor taste, though, can't we? Yeah, it's in of poor course. Taste. Yeah, and of it's not really it's humor. Taste. It's not really humor. It's just a bit foul. I, I I'll disagree with you there. I think that it has the capacity to be humorous. But yeah, it has the, the, I mean, the people that fucking hate this person probably find it funny for sure. <laughs> No, the people that hate you guys can find it funny because they understand it's going to make you very upset. So this is all part of like the troll culture that you guys read as like actual deep-seated well, hatred for minorities. Of... When so, it, oftentimes it's just hatred for people that are woke. That suggests it's not human. Then that suggests that you. So the next time I call, the next time I call Dave Smith a transphobe, you're going to laugh because it's obviously a joke, or you're going to be like, "That woke, Archie." If, if it's coming from a place of of humor. Sure, I would laugh, but is it? It seems as if you think that these people are actually transphobic. So is so it's based on intent, and yet you're willing yeah. to take a hanging meme as a joke at face value. No, I just said that I don't know the context. I read it personally as an attempt at humor. I read your attempts at calling people transphobic as sincere and legitimate, and I think that they're misplaced. So am I wrong? Do you not think so that he's transphobic? I do believe that he is. Yes, when okay, he well, when he when he talks with funny. when he talks with Chris Cantwell and uses anti-trans slurs with a neo-Nazi, yeah, that was not a joke on his part. Am I saying? Am I saying he is like you know it. the absolute worst um, in terms of transphobia? I don't think so. You think he honestly but fears trans people? Like, it's, it's not, not a matter he, of fear. It's not, what it's the not a matter of fear. I mean, well, do you think he wants it's to a matter have of less hatred. rights? Hatred or fear is, is generally like transphobic. Do you think or... that he wants them to have less rights? I think he doesn't care about their rights. I think that's absurd. Why, why would you say that? Why would you think that he doesn't care about their rights? Because I don't think he's genuine in his libertarianism. Oh, that's just sad. Have you ever met him? In person? No. I, I wish you guys could have a beer and sit down. He's a really good person. I think that you've... you've I'm got not drinking really... any alcohol near Dave Smith. I tried to have a beer. I am, you not, drinking, on your I am not drinking even 12 drops of alcohol around Dave Smith. I'm making okay. that clear right now. Okay. Well... You've, you've obviously made up your mind, and I think I'll tell you what, so we, we, we will come to your lawn, and we will all have a beer. How about that? <clears throat> Maybe. So you still disagree. You keep saying, let's have I, a beer, but then you're like, no. I, it's my fucking lawn, man. If you want to go to a bar, we can consider We'll stand on the sidewalk then, all right? So we don't <laughs> right, step perfect. on your beautiful blades Public and property. <laughs> what about the wharf? I, I, I think I honestly I think that I think that you've got it all wrong, Archie, and I, it's sad. It's sad that you you read that as him actually not respecting their rights or even caring about their rights. I, I just think that's that's total nonsense. I mean, the the only 
difference of opinion that I think is a, a merited discussion to be had when it comes to quote unquote trans rights is whether or not children should be taking hormone therapy. And I think that there's real reason to be concerned about that. Um, now, beyond that, though, I don't think that anyone I, that I've seen that you guys consider transphobic are actually arguing for them to have less rights. Like that is it's such a it's such a stretch instead of just saying, like, I don't think these people talk about trans issues enough. You go to this extreme of them being transphobic. And I just I just don't understand it. You can be transphobic and still want them to have rights, too. I mean, there's there's a medium there. I mean, I still have would have an issue with the transphobia in general, but if we're okay, if we're talking fine. there, yeah, that's fine. All right, anything else before we wrap up from anybody? No, I think I think. Come I'm on, good. you guys got something else for me? Yeah, no, I do. We want to okay, okay. Do we want to okay, okay. talk? Do we want to talk Fuentes? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what time for the lawn. Oh, come on. I want a date and time for the lawn. When am I coming to your lawn, Clint? Right, that's your name. <laughs> uh, yeah, February first, buddy. I'll see you then. February um, fucking first. Yeah, you didn't really give me a lot of time, did you? Bloody hell! It's two weeks. <laughs> it's a it's a flight away. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So Nick Nick Fuentes, what about him? You I mean, want you want it. you want me to condemn him? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that. Because I know you try to get him on. Nick but... I, I don't know Nick Fuentes uh, personally, and I, I have only, literally, I think the only times I've ever heard him speak is when he's debating Dave Smith or or going on part of the problem. So um, Going you'll on have to... part of the problem. There's no debate that's ever had. Oh, he, he literally just debated him a month ago. So yeah, I... that wasn't a debate. Um... Well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a debate. You may you may feel that they didn't disagree enough. If, is that your contention? No, it wasn't a debate. Um, that's 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 my contention. Was not it was not a debate, but suppose an assertion. But what what debate. what is? I mean, that's it. That's all you had about Nick Fuentes. You just well, we want to. We can, order... I thought you would know something about him by now because it's like. Uh, no, I I mean he's he's fucking like fifteen twenty years younger than me. He's I he, I've totally missed. His entire rise to popularity. I don't know. All I know is that he's a groiper, whatever that means, and that he was a Trump supporter uh, that now Wait, doesn't you, support did you Trump. Say I think. Groper? I, I misheard that. Did you griper. say groiper? Uh, oh, griper. The oh, fuck, uh, okay. frog people thing. Yeah, Whoops. yeah. So I don't, I don't know much about him. If you have any of his particular ideology that you'd like me to disavow, feel free. Uh, I'm not a theocracy. white nationalist. I'm not even a nationalist. Uh, I don't. Obviously, I don't support the theocracy. theocracy. So. Okay. Treating women oh, like they're treated. Not even. I'm not even Arabia. religious. What's that? I said one of them is treating women like they're treated in Saudi Arabia. That's one of his uh, policy points. Well, that sounds egregious. I yeah. mean, okay. yeah. Sounds fucking <laughs> like, shit. That's a fucking you, shit policy. You, avow, you disavowed a little bit of Nick Fuentes. So we got, we got that I, out of you. I disavowed quite a bit of it. I, honestly, <laughs> if, if the things that I've heard about him, um, if, if the accusation that he's a white nationalist is true, I totally disagree with that. Uh, but I don't know if that's true. Do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's true. I'm not going to try to okay. prove it to you here because I'm not going to like pull out a bunch of clips and turn this into a Nick no, yeah, of course. You, you know what yeah. I'm about to ask you, Clint. If he is Go a ahead. white nationalist, would you allow him on your lawn? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you say yes to this and you didn't let me on my fucking lawn, there's going to be problems. No, he he has the same open invite. February 1st, uh, we got Hilditch and <laughs> What? What? And me and him like, fucking hey, I'll show up. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to have we're going to have a, a debate uh for the ages. Uh yeah, I mean, honestly, like it's it's 
perplexing to me that you guys obsess over this guy so much. He's he has been nuked from like every single platform. Even fucking Getter nuked him right away. I saw that. Uh, well, what what is your concern with him? Do you really think that this guy has such a, a tremendous amount of power? Fortress is a white nationalist, and he following. sucks. There you go. What's yeah, he has, the dude has a pretty huge following, and I'm kind of worried about that following finding its way into the liberty movement on those edges between the alt right and libertarianism. See, this is this is where uh, again I, I disagree. Is that I like it when people are are going down a bad path and then they stumble into something that I believe in, which is equal rights and you know li but libertarian it on, ideology. It depends on if they just call themselves libertarian in name and still have the same shitty views and just try to justify them with mental gymnastics versus actually becoming a libertarian. If people are interested in in harnessing power to implement their racist ideology, they're not going to be using libertarianism as the vehicle for that i mean it just doesn't make any sense they're going to be seeking gop power most likely because there's more fertile ground for that over there um so i just don't i don't i think that the fear is far overstated and i don't understand it i don't understand why you guys are so concerned with it honestly you know who david hogg is i sure do would you want him to join the lp and not change a single view he has no, and I wouldn't want Nick Fuentes to join the LP if he was a white nationalist. Okay. I mean... Uh, did we lose John? No, he, he just said one sec. He said one okay. sec. So. Uh, yeah, no, I I mean, I don't think that... I don't think I want a, a gun grabber or a racial segregationist to be in the Libertarian Party. But that's... Well, we that's can my, agree on both of those. Yeah, well, there's okay, some great. progress. Yeah. I missed whatever we were talking about. But... Now, okay. now, now you're going to be like disavowed by Dave. <laughs> I'll be disavowed by Dave for saying that I don't just want as, a racial segregationist. And just, as fast, just as fast as Eric Rodsep was, uh, was banned. Can we get a happy birthday Joe, Joe Bishop henchman out of you? No, no. I don't, uh, I don't no, know. That's, that's a bridge too far. That, that is indeed a bridge too far. <laughs> Um, that's a, but the N word on the channel, oh, that's 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 fine. <laughs> I'll say happy birthday, Cole, since we're talking about the N word. Uh, that's his favorite. I, you know, I don't, I don't have enough information about henchmen other than I. A lot of people think that he was involved in some really dirty stuff. Um, you guys apparently think that he is worthy of honorifics and and happy birthday from me. Yeah, if he ran. If he ran for chair again, I would vote for him in a, a New York minute. Is that because he prioritizes trans rights? No, it's because he has a principled view of libertarianism, and he has also uh, it, it's he's kind of quiet about this. You know, he's not flashy and into you know marketing um, like maybe he should be, because uh, he really has. Uh, fought the state more than a lot of libertarians. He has kept billions of dollars out of tax coffers. Mm -hmm. So he fights the IRS on the regular and he wins pretty regularly. And he has defended taxpayers in many venues. So he's an accountant, isn't he? he he's an attorney. He's a lawyer. He's a, is he a tax attorney? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a tax attorney, yes, by your job title you are going to be withholding some funds from the state and that's great I, I billions don't, I don't. okay <laughs> awesome it hasn't hasn't collapsed the state but i do appreciate his service in that regard absolutely all right anything else before we wrap up tonight 
Come on, give Happy me some. Happy birthday, Joe. What are you looking for? <laughs> I, I just, I just, uh, I would like to understand, like, what, what exactly are you guys looking for? Are you, you just want us to stop using the N word? That's it. That's the whole ask here. You I want us to, whole... to talk about trans rights more often? I like, I, I don't, I don't understand what, what your concern is with the, the well, What do you guys elements. call yourself? The, the tower? What, what kind of tower is it? Tower power hour tower gang. Tower gang. I mean, you sound yeah. like a really weird Camelot-like sort of shoot-off. Can you change it a bit so it's? <laughs> I don't think I'll be changing the name of the show for you. Sorry. Um, if you oh, have come anything... on, mate. Come on. Come on. I've been, I've been nice what? all podcast. You got to give me something. We'll we'll debate it on February first on my we, lawn. We, apparently. We, we... <laughs> I'll give you that uh, one. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, honestly, like, do you really think that there's there's a a uh... We should be canceled. We shouldn't. We shouldn't do the show. Is that is that your position? Like I, I'm. I'm honestly. I don't understand like what your outlook is because I don't think that you guys should stop doing your show. So what what is exactly. it that you want? Yeah. Well, we, we don't say the n word though. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like you should be canceled or you know banned. Yeah, I mean, from you're YouTube entitled to say or... what you want to say. Right. Okay, it's just well, nice. think think about the movement as a whole. You're attached to it, and whether or not you mean something, um, you know, as a joke or not, people are going to perceive things in a different way, even if you don't intend. Even if your intent is completely innocent, that if you put it out into the world, people are going to interpret things in a different way. And so just think about that, because when you have, um, you know, good libertarians, you have people spreading messages, and then they have to come back and defend and try to excuse don't some of the shit. I'm, I'm, no, no, I hope, don't, I we obviously don't, don't defend feel... you, but, yeah, was, but, but say, to have to continually don't. excuse that and try to say, well, no, that's not what we were about. Now, you know, when, when LPNH tweets something incredibly stupid, um, that, that sets, that sets the Liberty movement back because people are turned off by that. So, yeah. People are also turned off by, by prioritizing, you know, social justice language, which is what I think a lot of people push back against your sect. Um, mm -hmm. Do you see? Let me any give you a scenario. But keep in keep in mind though too, we we the liberty movement is a small pond, so people want to push back against us. You know, if they're you know, I guess. I lost my chain of thought ADD moment there. Um, <laughs> so I totally, well, totally lost I'm just, it. I'm just, here's, but, here's my point with it is you're, you have a different perspective than we do. We think, I think, I'll just speak for myself. I think that there is too much sensitivity and, and caution when it comes to how spe people speak about issues. What I'm more interested in is having people that are courageously speaking out. And if I have to, be on a stupid platform where we say inappropriate things to give people a sense of courage that that like there is a popular movement that exists that is embracing kind of um unpopular opinions unpopular truths not not all of them are truths when it comes to tower gang obviously but i like i like the fact that there is a movement against the the woke narrative that we have to be we have to otherize and treat people as as uh, as if they're lesser to some extent when it comes to racial minorities, uh, sexual minorities, things like that. It's like 
I like to I like to joke with these people. I like to have them on the show. I like to treat them as if they are my peer because that's how I view them. I I genuinely feel that what you're doing when you progress this this like really uh, hypersensitive uh, worldview is that you're otherizing and you're treating them as if they are not your peer. Do you, do you see any merit to that, or is it is this completely white nationalist talking points that I'm delivering? No, I don't think it's a white nationalist talking point. I don't think it's. I don't think you're correct there. I think racism itself is otherizing a lot of people, and certain rhetoric that's used is other otherizing a lot of people. But I don't. Well, think if, you're, of course, if you, I just if you're, you're actually you're a racist, there. I don't think you're. If you're actually racist, it is also a problem. I, like this is what I'm saying is that there is there is a middle ground where you're not racist, but you also treat people as if they're just another human being on this planet and, and you don't have to look out for like their feelings. Beings. You should be treating people like human beings. I mean, right. My point yeah. is when you guys talk about trans people as if they have, they have to be protected in some way that they can't handle a joke or a ribbing. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, if they're, if someone is genuinely wishing death upon them, I completely understand you being bothered by it. I just, I just wish that you would read into it, read the room a little bit prior and say to yourself, do I actually believe that? Do I actually think that these people are coming from a place of such serious malice, or are they trying to upset people like me? And am I feeding into it by getting upset? Um, that would be my advice to you. I mean, but, I guess I guess we yeah. just disagree on the motivation because I think I'm not talking about you specifically. I can't read into your like your brain and heart there kind of thing, but I do think a lot of people are coming at it from serious malice. I guess that's just a. Well, isn't it right in the United States that trans people are subject to like one of the highest rates of attacks in the whole of the United States? Uh, physical yes. attacks yeah right yeah. so well yeah, yeah well, that's why we stick up for them because they're always getting beat on by some wanker somewhere okay well, yeah. I, I think so, I mean, sticking, we should, up, sticking we should up for them up. is fine yeah. when it comes to actual violence you should join us comes, Clint join us humor. come over here forget the tower the tower's rubbish yeah that's <laughs> that's not going to happen but uh, yeah I mean of course if, if people are being you know violently assaulted i completely understand defending them i just think that when it comes to jokes or humor it it treats them as if they're lesser and that's that's the like it it requires nuance yeah, and walking the fine the line of treating them currently as if... in the climate currently when they're getting beaten up all the time you're kind of contributing to it by punching down yeah i, mean, I don't buy could, the entire argument of bunch you can talk about the high suicide rate there too yeah. i mean it, yeah it's tragic like, again it comes it does come down to intent whether it's good natured or not or if you're genuinely can't you pick on joe biden go pick on joe biden i mean i made a joke about i do uh, every single should day. i bring that joke up john or is that a bit too much chicken <laughs> i don't remember what you're talking about uh, I, I i i i think i think i know what it was but i, I can't remember <laughs> no i i i agree that that our focus should be on the people that are actually uh you know implementing what i view as totalitarianism across the planet so yeah it's it's I, I totally agree that that should be our priority. I'm just saying that I think that there is also room for allowing humor that I don't is mind about humor. everything. Not my problem. Well, yeah, I know, but you you then you differentiate and say there's no humor there, so therefore it's you know bigoted and dangerous. And it's like, well, I'm arguing that there is an attempt at humor there. So, anyways, we've gone in circles on this. We have. Yeah. <laughs> May I uh, give you a scenario? Yes. Okay, I love I love 20, these hypotheticals, Archie. It's it's 2024. Dave has been uh, nominated as the LP candidate 
and he picks you as his campaign manager. During an interview on mainstream media, a clip comes up where Dave actually says the N-word, hard R, with Richard Spencer. How do you uh, talk to the media about that particular clip? Did this happen? Yes. And did he say it out of malice or was it contextual? Was he quoting something? I don't I don't have any. I think he was, he was not something. quoting anything. You sure? Oh, I, thought it was. I don't believe he was quoting anything. I don't know. I think he was talking about a scenario, though. I forget exactly what it was. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I find it very hard to believe that he would just go on his show with Richard Spencer and start dropping hard ER and <laughs> N bombs. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would. The, the obvious answer is that you're going to pivot it towards uh, the media being out to get him and, it, and trying to craft a narrative to undermine his positions, which are not racist they are libertarian to their core so i i would just handle it how probably how trump would in in demonstrating that the media is lying with a with an actual clip they're lying well i i would argue that you are behaving how the media does right now trying to take something that one i can't even hear but certainly was out of context because there's no way that he just went on there and was like, like dropping in bobs there's just no way i just don't believe it at all so are you is that your assertion it wasn't just went it wasn't on there and he was just, you know <laughs> one after the other it was just once i think yeah, but what but why why did he say it do you remember he was actually saying that kind of messaging isn't helpful and yet He's still so it, saying it in front of Richard Spencer. He just, he was basically doing what you would ask of him, which is disavow the use of it. But because he used the word, you can't, you can't see the point he was making there. What I'm asking you is what do you think that's going to do to his vote total? I don't give a fuck. If people well, are, then you so, just failed as a, as a campaign manager. If people are so, no, that's that's the whole problem. The reason the LP doesn't succeed is because you're so concerned about getting votes. The way you will actually getting votes viable... is how you win, though. No, the way <laughs> the way you will actually... the campaign to like you, guys are you literally you said guys at the wrong. beginning that you had to become electable. If again, you're, you're, again, you're missing the context. I said that there's two different ways. If you want to become a viable third party, you have to get to a vote total that makes you electable. In order to get to that position, I believe you need to disregard vote seeking and speak with courage and do things that are completely unexpected and message in a way that is really uh, profound and powerful and, and wakes people up. We're so far away from electability. I think it's completely putting the, the cart before the horse to say, oh, no, 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 we have to focus on getting you know 4% or 5% of the vote. I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is a fucking ideological revolution in this country, and that's my priority. So uh, I think Dave will do an amazing job at it, and that would be... So how does how does throwing slurs around help an ideological revolution? Dude, it's incredible that you're going to... He, You literally just said that Dave was using it to say... Not, not just that instance. Not just that instance. Are you talking about the... Your, your entire that? side... No, not just Dave. Your entire side loves to throw slurs around. You, you, you were saying it earlier that that you 
want to just treat it as a joke. And that, that somehow that, that teaches people courage. But Dave, that, that wasn't a joke, what you just said, Dave said. So, I mean, you, you got you to keep it, keep it linear, progressive thought here so I can actually follow your train. So you're saying that now Tower Gang's use of the N-word is an example of this being a pattern because Dave said we shouldn't well, be if using he, it? Well, if, if he goes on that show, of course, that's going to be brought up if he starts challenging the duopoly, right? If they bring up a quote of him telling Richard Spencer it is not helpful to use the N-word, I think that will be beneficial to his campaign, if anything. No, that's not the exact quote. But what I'm saying is all of this crap floating around the liberty movement, you don't think that's going to be brought up? The, the I mean, the crap being... Tower Gang's use of the N-word sometimes? Is that what you're talking about? You're, you're focusing on just that podcast. I'm talking about the culture of the larger liberty movement. Yeah, that, well, that I, you... I don't find it to be a, a racist culture. If it were, I wouldn't be involved in it. So your your assertion so about it is... So it's all jokes. That's all it is. There's, there's I think, nothing I think, tangible. I think there's way, there's way more sincere racism both in Joe Biden's heart as well as many GOP voters. I mean, the, to, to believe that libertarianism, the, the one ideology that actually treats people with respect, uh, regardless of their color, creed, nationality, it's, anything like that. Like, it's I just treating think it's, people it's, with respect to, to throw a meme at them, implying they should be hanged. Respect implying they should be past tense. To their rights. That's, how that's is their... how is the how are they going to exercise any right if their right to life is nullified? If they've killed themselves, that's tragic. But that is not a libertarian position to prevent them from committing suicide. You can reach out and help them, of course. But th this is just—it's just not—it's just not, not. You're really detached from reality on this, Archie. I swear to God, you are. To think that these people that are making memes that they know will enrage you. And you think that that means that they actually hate trans people. I just don't, I just don't agree with it. I think a lot of them do. Well, you can think that. When I talk try, with them, it doesn't seem try, to me like they actually Try do. an experiment. Try an experiment. I dare you. Make a sock Twitter account that you think represents what wokeness is. And they're going to hate it, of course. And then go ahead and see how it's flooded with griper memes and all kinds of horrible accounts. Okay, well, I, I don't think that that would be coming from the libertarians that I run with. Now, there is obviously uh, an anti-trans sentiment that exists within the grippers, but the grippers are not, there is not and much they are, that and the libertarians. And they are basically adjacent because of Dave being buddy-buddy with Nick Fuentes. No, that's that's your perception. That's not at all the reality that they're, <laughs> they're basically adjacent. Come on, man. He, he's a, you just said he's a white nationalist. You think that Dave's that? No, I don't think Dave is a white nationalist. I think that Dave Great. averts his eyes from Nick Fuentes' toxic trip, uh, attributes because he wants to message to that particular group. He's been very clear as to why he's doing it, that he wants to give them a pathway from what I, I believe he sees as a very dangerous path. I think that there's merit in in that. There's beauty in so, that in that effort. 
the fact that you want to just cancel these people and and assume that they have no redeeming qualities is nonsense. Now you're putting words in my mouth. I would love to see them have which is it an arc of redemption. But okay, it, then, again, then what's wrong with Dave back, reaching out to them? Because he's not trying that. When Bullshit. when he, when you, when you, at the how, beginning how of the debate, not? when at the beginning of the debate, he laughs about oh the white supremacist chat. Uh, but I mean that in the best sense of white supremacy. That's a paraphrase. I'm not quoting exactly. I know he gets you really all. Are. What, what, a, uh, what, is, what is the what is the point here? I don't even understand the the, the context of the paraphrase. What did, what did that mean? I don't even know. At the beginning of the debate with Nick Fuentes. Yes. What did he say? He completely minimized the fact that everybody in the chat was pretty much spewing white supremacist bullshit. Okay. So why is he minimizing that if his do, real do goal think, is to convert people away from it? Do you think that he's going to convert groipers by opening a debate with Nick Fuentes by going, my feelings are hurt because of the fucking chat? No, but he doesn't have strength? to coddle them either. Is that, is, that, is that the type of leadership that would compel these young, I'm not saying disaffected he has to men to, to get away from the white nationalist path? Or would it be better no, for him that's to laugh not what it I'm off? Saying. He's not laughing it off like, oh, ha, kids are going to be kids. He was laughing it off very much like he sympathized with their whole worldview. That's your perception of it. I don't think well, that then he, he shouldn't... sympathizes with Nazis and white nationalists. I think that that is completely your concocted view of Dave. So, so he, any he tells Richard you. Spencer, he tells uh, Chris Cantwell, he tells Spencer not to use the N-word. Nick yes. Fuentes... Um, variations on, I don't see why people think you're so evil. There, I mean, they don't have the power is, of the state. Is, they have bad ideas. Yeah, I think that that's probably what. Okay. If they had the power of the state, of course. Would Joe Biden be evil without the power of the state? Probably His not. His same exact views. Okay. So evil is 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 not a a well, set would, of philosophical okay. ideals sure okay then yes perhaps he would be evil because he's a bad person and he probably would be seeking power through private means to to manipulate and, and injure others sure i could i fair i'll give you that one i mean i'll grant you that these gripers don't have real world power like any member of congress does any right. member of congress right now can do all manner of evil without hardly anybody noticing. Yes, agreed. This is why I think focusing on the Groiper movement in a way uh, that like puts them up on a pedestal of, of being this this super dangerous trend line is is a mistake. It it actually gives them further legitimacy than they deserve. It's like they are not they don't have political power, and the fact that he was even there debating Dave Smith on whether or not they could ever wield the power of the state to see their worldview, I think is beautiful because it allowed the Groypers, who I view as being completely detached from reality when they think that they have any chance in hell of ever getting, one, another Donald Trump-like figure in there, or two, that if he were to get in there, they would actually implement the things that they believe in. I mean, it's, it's important that those people feel disaffected because they are disaffected. They have no chance of actually wielding the state in that in that way so i i think encouraging them towards an anarchist worldview is is the prudent thing to do and you don't do that by entering into a debate with 
their God in Fuentes and then saying, your chat is offensive to me. As a Jewish man, I think that you should stop. Like, they would fucking, they would immediately discount everything he had to what say about, for the rest of What about instead bit. of laughing it off like he did, just not even mentioning it? I don't care. Go, go look at the clip. I just don't care. I don't care as long as he's as long as he's doing it out of a uh, you know conscious thought of being tactical. It makes perfect sense to me. I don't I can, think I there can was see the conscious line. thought of being tactical. I don't think he was being who, who was very, that? Dave's is a it, very is it, tactical debater? So I think you're totally wrong there. Is it uh, Daryl Davis that I'm trying to think of? Yeah, the, John. Yeah, yeah. It's Dave is no Daryl Davis. I don't know who Daryl Davis is. Is that the Con- he, Concussion Foundation guy? No, it's the guy who, uh, he's a black guy. He, like, meets with KKK members and gets them to, like, hang up their Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy. No, that's that's great. Um, but that's also not Dave's mission, is not to make that his entire life's work, is to not get KKK people to quit the the clan. Like, that's that's awesome that uh, that Daryl's had such such great success in doing so. But, I mean, if that's your cause, Archie... More power to you, man. Like, make that your cause. But you can't, you can't demand that everyone that's a libertarian make that their focal point too. I mean, that all I've ever said is that we should be, fo- we should be focusing on what we're passionate about, as long as it's within the the libertarian framework or ide- ideology or an umbrella. Um, do what you're best at. Do what you're passionate about, and and try and claw back a little bit of liberty in in whatever way you can. I just. I just don't think that uh, your your fucking your war against Dave is is paying the dividends in any way. Is he frozen? I don't know. No. I was waiting for him to say something. It's extremely still. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen a guy be able to sit that still for about five. Seconds. I honestly thought he was frozen. That, that <laughs> so, so did I. Um, I'll you that one. Argy, I mean. Do you, do you get my point at all, or does it just sound as if I'm just trying to be mean to you? No, I don't think you're trying at all to be mean. Okay, great. Um, I think we have extremely divergent views on basic facts, but I don't think that... Let's just put it this way. As long as Fuentes isn't there, I would share a beer with you on your lawn. Hey, there we go. Uh, honestly, am I, I invited? We would... <laughs> Hilditch, yes, you're invited. As long I'm, as Hilditch no, is not invited. No, no. Shit, if you fucking say he can come and I can't come, I'm going to lose my I just said shit. you can come, but Archie now doesn't want you there, man. So this is, you guys are going to have this? to do this. This is like a bit, the biggest knife in the back I've ever had. <laughs> that, that, is, that is, that Archie, is. Archie, a... you're on my team. Quite, quite the betrayal. I did not expect that one. Um, no, he's, he's not betraying me. He loves uh, me. Give you kisses too, mate. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I I just want to say, uh, you know, I think that that there's there's way more that we have in common. I think that the the biggest issue that I have with your group is that I feel as if you fail a simple triage test of identifying what is and isn't one something we can do something about, and two something that is a top priority. And for me, it's like ending the wars diminishing the state power so that we don't get fucking locked in our houses, ending lockdowns, ending vaccine mandates. All of these things are like, this is something that we all agree upon, I think. So why not just focus on that? Why are we, how, why are we wasting our time arguing how do we over end the wars? memes on the internet? What's that? How do we end the wars? 
Uh, defending trans rights. I mean, obviously. No, come on. How come do we on, end man. the wars? No, it was a joke. Uh, no, I, I get it. I get it. But how do you end the wars? <laughs> well, it, there's there's a tried and tried and true uh, methodology of of uh, tax evasion. Uh, there's also also uh, obviously if we could get any sort of momentum towards protesting the state, that would be great. I think that we like don't have protests. What's that? I said like at the BLM protests when they were protesting against cops. Uh, that wasn't ending wars, but yeah, well, I agree against with the you. State. Yeah, well, I, and as I've said, I thought that there was an opportunity that was missed there. I mean, it was the first time people were actually engaged in the streets. And, and anytime you see a, a dormant population rise up, um, if you're not trying to use it to your advantage, I don't think that you're, you're thinking tactically. Uh, I think the knee-jerk reaction from a lot of libertarians to say, I want nothing to do with this, uh, was, was dumb. Uh, personally, okay, you know, agree on but that. yeah, but uh, as as to the the bigger point, I mean, yeah, end the wars by getting our people in a decision making position. Sure, it's possible, but it, it's these these are all. I'm I'm pretty black pilled to be honest. Like I I don't think that we have a tremendous hope in this moment of getting a ver a real viable movement to like end the war in Yemen and things like that. Most people don't even know it's happening. So, um, my my focus is on reaching people where they're at right now and where they're at right now is hating vaccine mandates, lockdowns, um, things like that. And I think that that's what we can definitely, I think we can agree on and focus on as being something that can activate people to get them to actually protest and get some state power to be diminished. Do you guys, how think do we end vaccine mandates? Uh, I would do sit-ins, even though a lot of libertarians think that that's unprincipled. Um, I would like to organize sit-ins. Okay. In, sit-ins. In are going to influence who? I mean, it could influence people if it's seen on the news. It would influence people uh, that are think that they are a, a minority in this country and that they believe in bodily autonomy and they would now realize that, like, okay, there are people that are pushing back against this. I, I now feel compelled to do the same. But it's the right. entire argument of the civil but rights if, movement. But if... if, if... If there's no end game of influence, if there's no chain to get back to, then what's the point? Isn't the well, ultimate point to influence of, the influencers, to to change the minds powers. of the decision makers? Yeah, but I mean, you do that with political pressure. The the way you apply that political pressure is multifactorial. Like you can you can do it from a, a populist revolt rising. You can do it through threats you can do it through media and and converting people through podcasts so, or, or the news or so whatever. so ending war or ending vaccine mandates it all boils down to getting politicians to change their views or their decisions yeah decisions sure i don't i don't know if it'll change their views but yeah but fair point so that's my that's my point is that if you want to work outside the lp go for it but if you're going to be in the LP, you have to at least agree with the measure of getting candidates into office. Because if, if, if you don't agree with that, then why are you in a political party? That's my whole point. And if you're in a political party and you want candidates to get into office, you shouldn't be alienating people with high school level bullshit, which is what all of that is. I'm totally fine with with uh, with trying to get, you know, lower level state level 
political uh, libertarian members, like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I just think that it's it's kind of a waste of energy or, or diluted to believe that we're going to take federal power through the LP. And, and when it comes to what I like about the LP on a federal level or, or a national impact is its messaging more than its its potential for actually wielding political power. Um, I'm assuming you've at least heard of Larry Sharp. I've had him on my show, yeah. Okay, beautiful. I cannot, I wish I could find where he said this. I'm not exactly sure when I read this or maybe I heard him say it, but anyhow, his basic plan, and I love this plan, is to get into as many state houses as possible, start lower, build a base. Yeah. And then in eight years, maybe 12 years, maybe then we'll have a realistic shot at the presidency. Yeah. And and so, yeah, but that still takes electoral politics and that still takes. Sure. Being aware of not turning people away from your movement needlessly, which I think is what this high school level BS absolutely does. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place for stupid humor. There's a time and a place for, you know, dark humor. Uh, being on a, a it, it, inculcating that into your culture as a liberty movement is not the time or the place. Okay, the well, time and the place we'll, is your we'll lawn. Yeah, we'll have to disagree on that. Uh, I think that that having the liberty to to tell inappropriate jokes is really appealing to a lot of people. And I think it's more probable that it'll bring more people into this movement than you think will scare off. Um, but that's that's my personal outlook. Uh, as for as for your eight to ten year plan that Larry Sharp detailed, I'm all for it. I think that there's that's that's great. It's extremely hopeful and optimistic. I personally am much more of a pessimist. I don't think that we're going to have I don't I don't even know what the the you know the state of the union will be in eight to ten years. I think that there's a real chance that we have secession like in that time frame. So uh I, I wish Larry all the best and I and I think that getting uh whatever political power we can to to try and give ourselves some protection as things kind of come collapsing down uh is great. But I just don't think that it's it's reasonable to think that we're not going to have major major turmoil between now and a potential libertarian president. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. There's going to be some stuff going down probably. It's going to be rough. Twenty twenty four is going to be interesting. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, twenty twenty four. I'm I'm just trying to survive until then, man. We got two years of uh, of the war on terror at home. It's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, this is this is why, and just for the record, this is why I, I speak out about January sixth the way I do is because I'm very concerned about it. Are you guys not concerned with, with um, you know, talking about it as if it was a, a terrorist attack and that that this gives people the or not people it gives the government kind of the the uh, impetus to treat them as if they're you know actual terrorists. I mean, I think some people have that motivation, but I do think there's the issue with government overreach and overreacting to a problem for sure. I mean, well, I dude, see that what, whether or not they system all the time, whether or not that was their motivation, do you think what they did was terrorism and that they should, that any of the things that have happened to them since then are justified? Well, no, I don't, I'm a big critic of the criminal justice system myself. That's kind of a, a thing for me. I mean, I don't want people held without trial for no reason kind of thing for long periods of time. I do think there was 
some terrorism motivation from some of them in terms of wanting to install their favorite authoritarian over the other authoritarian. But I don't think there was anything... It wasn't 9-11 or something, if that's what you're saying. Well, yeah, I would hope we could agree that it wasn't 9-11. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It was also not 1812. The last people that were successful in sacking the capital were British. Way! <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you can't go on his lawn. Yeah, your, Bri- your, your British nationalism my... is very off-putting. It's not even nationalism, it's just funny. Hey, I thought we were all about jokes, mate. No, it was a joke, and I and I actually appreciated that one. See? He's actually Maybe. laughing. Yeah, we can we can we can laugh about stuff. Even when I disagree, because I, I don't like eighteen twelve. But you know, hey, it's all good. Um anyways, you, you guys got anything else for me? I, I I know what's that? Were you there in eighteen twelve? How the fuck how old are you? I'm pretty old. <laughs> You're pretty old. Uh, you were there yeah. in 1812. Were you, yeah. did, you have a, did you have a musket? Vampire. You um, fire a couple of volumes <laughs> at a red coat. All right. No, I, I, think, I think probably time to kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Well, for anyways, two hours. <laughs> thank you guys for having me, man. I, I hope that you can understand um, a little bit more of our worldview, and I hope that I hope that it can lower the temperature in the room. I don't think that there's any reason for us to be as antagonistic as we are towards each other, and you know whether or not you'll ever see my perspective on these things i don't know um but i i think i i attempted at least to hear you out and and show you where i do actually agree with you guys um so anyways that's that's all uh, a peace offering if you will all right so as long uh, as i can get to your lawn we've got peace if not there it's you go. war yep <laughs> all right so thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you again <clears throat> in two weeks take care It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.